to the Red Dove. I'm Blue. And I'm Liz. And tonight we're joined again by our friend Rainy. Hello, Rainy. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hey, Rainy. Hey. Thank you for coming. So what's up? What's been up with you? Um, I got off of spring break. This was my first week back. Um, and it's been kind of a uh, it's been kind of a roller coaster, honestly. Like I've been in my feelings the last two or three weeks. So I've been kind of adjusting and stuff. Why? What happened? So I realized something about myself, something that I didn't realize that was going to be so problematic for me. Um, and I think that this is probably something that a lot of Black women face. And I don't know if we talk as much about it as we might, but it really hit me like a train. Like, um, I'm sure your audience can't see, but my hair is different right now. I, uh, my hair has gone blonde-ish. So it's gone like from dark to blonde and it's in braids, which is my signature look. But um, for anybody who knows me or who's known me for the last three years, my hair is always brightly colored. Yes. Like, I think last time you saw me, it was dark blue to bright blue and it's been pink and purple and the whole rainbow. So it is weird to see you with a natural type of color. Yeah. I'm so used to the vibrancies of the pinks and the blues. Yeah. It's, it's very um, brown and like dirty blonde. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. But it's, it's not me. I, I did it. I got it done for a wedding, right? So it was my friend's mm-hmm. wedding and, and I didn't think anything of it back when I said, yeah, you know, I can like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll change You know, it's just hair. I'll change it. That's not a problem. Right. Cause I change my hair color all the time. And as I got closer to it, you know, you and you two, and I were kind of talking about it, I started getting a lot of anxiety about it. Realize that my hair means so much more to me than I realize, right? And black hair has always meant a lot to black women, right? It is our crown. It is historic. It is family, right? Get even the process of getting our hair done is an event, right? We go to the same people and, you know, we know the same girls at the hair salon for years and they ask how your kids are. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's not something that, you know, white women go through too, but I don't know. I think there's some sort of camaraderie with black people on their hair, you know, you have black barber shops and it's the same thing, but black women in our hair, it's just something, it's just something very special about it, very familiar. And, and I started feeling very nervous. I don't know what it's like to not be vibrant. You know, my hair is always like, people always come up to me like, oh my gosh, there's so many colors and it looks so cool. And I am impossible to lose in a crowd. And I bought the hair and I remember looking at it and I was just so not excited. Like looking at it, it just felt very dull. And it's funny because my sister is like, well, I mean, you know, Rainy, you're black, so you're not naturally blonde. So it's still not like a natural hair color for you. And I'm like, that I understand, but. I think with that though too, right? That's also not a fully true statement right because there are many people who have like dark skin and we know they're in different regions uh, you know on the globe that have very light hair I think that as you're talking about it and like as I'm listening to you it's that and the reason why I say that Rainy is because I've experienced that where I've had like cousins of mine like talk about how oh you know black women don't 
naturally have this color hair and blah, 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 blah. And we do. There are many, I mean, I would love to be able to reference the countries where there are black people with sun-kissed hair, you know, um, because they are in the sun, on the beach and all those things and have their hair that color. Uh, however, I think that it it's interesting, like you're saying how much we're attached to it emotionally. So like having this color, how did you, how do you act? How do you talk? How is this rainy? I feel like this rainy is very unassuming. I feel like this rainy is, gets lost easy in crowds. Like this rainy doesn't feel noticeable. It feels a lot like how it was when I was married to my ex-husband. And I know that sounds like crazy, but I spent so much time being unseen when I was married and feeling unseen. And, you know, when I finally left him, one of the things I, and I started experimenting near the end of my marriage with like just a couple of strands of like a fun color, just a little bit. And I just remember feeling just so good about it. And then when I left him, I went balls to the walls. Like I was like, just do this. And <laughs> you know, I've used this term a lot. And I, I just realized that like my hair and my choice in having this bright ass hair was a shield and a sword for me. It, it was a protection for me, for me, right? It was a, it was a protection of my person because I finally felt like on the outside, what I felt like on the inside, because I had been so dulled down by this man for so long that I was finally able to be colorful and vibrant. And that's something that people always said about me, like, you know, your, your, your hair matches your insides. And that's what we all want, right? We want our insides to match our outsides and vice versa. And, and I loved it. I loved picking the new hairstyle and the new color and these new things I was going to do with it and showing up and, and getting bolder and bolder. I mean, I went completely silver and teal one time, you know, and like, I felt amazing. I felt attractive and I felt like I was radiating an energy that I hadn't radiated in 10 years when I was with my ex-husband, right? I felt sexy and mysterious and approachable and all of these things because I had this crown on my head that I had chosen for myself instead of shackles around my neck when I was married to him. Mm -hmm. And taking that crown off, I miss the weight of it. I miss being vibrant. I miss my insides matching my outsides. And it's a pretty color. I get that, but it's not me. And, you know, we have so many issues. I mean, braids in and of themselves sometimes can be kind of all over the place, right? Like, you know, it's too ethnic looking and this and the other. And, you know, I've always had braids. So this is just who I've always been. I just, I, it's a protective hairstyle. I love my braids. And so I've always gotten over that hump of like, should I wear braids? Should I not? That's just me. So me really cultivating who I am as a woman really came into play. And that was one of the first biggest, big things that I changed about myself. Once I left was I'm going to wear my hair the way I want to wear it. And I'm not going to be worried about, you know, my ex saying something snide under his breath. Like, I'm just going to do this. And it was great and it felt great. And that opened so many other doors. And I also say it was almost like a sword because like it cut through so many things that I thought I wasn't able to do. Right. Like I got me, like I got a tattoo. 
I got a big Ooh. ass thigh tattoo. I felt like on fire. I was like, I got, I got this. And the tattoo that I've wanted for years and years and years, and I was too afraid to get because I was afraid of what my ex was going to say about it. Even though he's completely tatted up, I was afraid that he was going to make fun of me or he mm. was going to be unkind. So I was like, I just, I don't, I don't want to get something and it get it wrong. And my hair, I think really helped me cut through that bullshit and be like, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. I like it. This is what I want. And I got a badass tattoo. I love my tattoo. It's beautiful and it's colorful and it's vibrant and it's me. And I've just started making myself look more like me. The clothes that I've decided to wear, I feel like I was very frumpy when I was with him. And I know I look at pictures and my face is dull and I, it's not shining and I don't look happy because I know I wasn't happy. And now I'm looking at pictures of me now and I'm just like, I feel alive. I feel radiant. I feel like I walk into a room with my hair and I light that shit up because I am worthy of lighting up a room. And that energy has always been inside me and my hair kind of helps me unlock it and changing it when it wasn't really my choice and it wasn't really something I, I wanted to do. Like I, you know, I did it and I volunteered, but it wouldn't have been my choice, right? Like I was trying to be accommodating and I realized that I kind of stepped back into habits that I did when I was married, this accommodating kind of volunteering stuff that I didn't need to volunteer. And I regret it. I did, you know, and even now, you know, people are like, oh, it looks so different. And, you know, people still like, it's pretty, it's cute, but my kids are like, when I got it done, my daughter's like, you don't look like my mom, right? And, you know, she's being oh. cute and funny, but it like stung a little bit, you know, because I'm like, I don't, I don't look like this person that I've been for the last three years. And this strong woman that you've watched get stronger and stronger every year in the face of this ugly divorce that I'm going through and, you know, kind of rising from the ashes almost. Mm -hmm. And it kind of felt like, I, it kind of felt like my movie got put in black and white all of a sudden, you know, it's not Technicolor. So gotcha. how long are you going to keep it in? I am trying to get the backs out and adding more color as soon as I can. Okay. Nice. Like I just, I realized that, but you know, it's expensive to redo your whole head. Oh but, yeah. So that's a good idea to do it like that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Just doing the back. And then I've already made plans for the next bit. Like I'm doing full, like, just like ombre <laughs> colors, but every single color of the rainbow, like I'm going to look like rainbow bright. That'll be cool. I'm like, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited to just walk into that room. Like, even like, it's crazy. I'm on like these dating sites now. And like, you know, I have all these pictures up of me with my hair and then, you know, I'll be like, send a picture and I'm like, this is what I look like now. And it's Bye. not bad. Like the guys are like, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're gorgeous. And I'm like, yeah, but I just, again, I just feel unassuming. Like I just feel right. like you can find this anywhere, but you couldn't find, you know, a chick who was rocking blue hair, right. did not care anywhere, you know, like that was something that was memorable. And I feel like a memorable person. I think that that's really, really cool. That has been a source of um, like you said, a release of energy and like being able to walk in the freedom that you knew that you had all that time. And I think that it's interesting how we all have and really should pay more attention to those spaces within our life where we're able to do that. I think for me, well, I know for me, 
I can relate to hair being a really big show of how I feel, uh, what's happening in my life, like whether there's chaos or whether things are going well. Um, <laughs> also with that, the pressure of thinking about what everybody else feels about it, right? You know, when we look at things globally, because I, I've been really into watching documentaries. Now, before I say everything, I'm like, I was watching this documentary. And Isn't that what we all do during a pandemic? Right. <laughs> right. Well, I hope that we all do. If you're out there and you're not like learning anything, try something new. Why not? No, so the documentaries, like it's interesting to see what beauty is throughout so many different spaces as it relates to hair, right? And, you know, I joke with Liz because I'm, I've watched so many and this is just like the aspect of us always talking about how it relates to us as women, right? I'm like, even within these, you know, cultures and society where, you know, the focus is on hunting for your food and making sure that the animals don't attack during the nighttime and all of these things, there's still time to judge women and let them know there's still time. There's still time. Just in case you think we forgot, no. We are here to let you know what you should look like. And I'm like, it's unbelievable, right? But with that being said, like how that still exists and persists within so many different cultures, we all wear our hair so many different ways and it's unbelievable how much it affects us. But I think that it's awesome that we're paying attention to the fact that it does, right? Like I've went through that debate too. So for myself, my hair is oftentimes straighter than it is kinky. So it's always been a conversation of my life as a black girl. People literally stop my mother and I and want to debate about our ethnicity and if we are fully aware of it and all this and that, it, it gets really deep. I mean, a really like just awkward times. Right. So I've always had, and then I've had people that tell me, you know, which way I should wear my hair. So whether it should, I should wear it in a fro, or whether I, it should be straight, just and random people. Like you said, that, you know, that just feel the need to express what is growing out of my head, you know, their comments about it and their feelings about it. Mm. So I have very much always been attached to it too, you know, that you have certain emotions that go along with how it's styled and what it feels like and how people respond to it. And I've constantly like played within my mind, oh, well, is it that big of a deal? And I've come to the conclusion that what is a big deal to me is important. So that's where I'm going to leave it, right? And that's what I think when you're talking about the color, I find too that the aspect of like being creative and living in that space is so healthy. It's one way that I don't think we channel enough into because we all have so many opinions of others. So like this is related, but not related. I have a nose piercing. That was, has been like, initially I was like, I want this so bad because just like you, Rainy, like I'm tatted, all that. I love it because that is my way of expressing my creativity and art and how it applies to me. Right. I was like, oh my gosh, I want it, but I don't know. You know, what is everyone going to think? No one else is going to go through the excruciating pain that it took to put it in my nose. 
but yet I need to consider all of their opinions prior to make me look too ethnic. Yes. Yes. Or just their opinions period that it's not professional or, you know, all of these things. And then when I got a bigger uh, ring or whatever, it was really a process like, and even tattoo placement, but it always go back, goes back to like people minding their business. (laughs) And that's why I'm like, if I mind my own business and even with my hair, do whatever I want, it makes me feel good. And that's all I'm going to do. Right. Was there a reason that you chose uh, fluorescent, bright colors at that time? I think a lot of it, again, was to feel seen again. I felt so dull in that relationship and so unseen. And what better way to feel seen than to have bright pink hair or to have purple hair or white hair, you know, and to rocket and and yeah you know there was that question of is this professional but you know i think i always deal with that anyways just being a woman of color in my profession in education people already doubt me right so they already think are you capable so i'm like all right so you know if you're wondering if the black woman is capable okay you might as well wonder if the black woman with pink hair is capable all right the black woman with the pink hair and the tattoos are capable I'm not going, I, I got tired of living my life in these parameters to make other people happy, to convince other people of my worth. And it shouldn't have anything to do with anybody else. It was me. And this is how I feel creative and how I feel special and how I feel amazing. And, and yeah, I mean, bright colors. I, it's funny. My daughter will tell you, I don't like pastels. I, you know, I don't, I, I don't feel like they're bright enough. <laughs> you know, Jewel tones and bright colors. I have this great, big, bright neon pink sweater dress that I rock the shit out of. And it is so bright and I love the hell out of it. And, you know, I know my ex would have said something like, Oh, like turn off the lights and we can still see you. He would have made some sort of remark about, that choice, right? And then I don't know if it was being in the military that made him so not want to be seen, but then, you know, it felt like also he didn't want to have that around him either. And it just felt stifling. I was tired of suffocating and this was a way to breathe again. Well, I'm glad that you use it. I'm glad that you use it. And I can't wait to see what's next. I'm really, 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 really excited. I'm like, I'm also in that process. And it's so funny because just as you said, that whole, um, you know, just idea of like being seen and all of that, I'm about to change my hair too. But I told my beautician, I'm like, okay, only do a little bit. And you're talking about the the neon colors, right? And like (laughs) these bright hues. And I'm like, just do a little blonde in the back because I'm going to need to go on interviews. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, it's so funny how we have these personal associations with hair. So Liz and I were talking about the other day, um, the documentary Good Hair. Yeah, you can definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. Someone who's white, it was very helpful to understand the history of black hair especially black women's hair also so you can be a part of conversations and not ask people of color to explain things to you so there's a lot of great information in there it's called good hair 
And Chris Rock and his ex-wife made it together. It's a really good film. I mean, it definitely speaks to a lot of people's experiences. One thing that it demonstrates well is that no matter what, there's a story behind every strand, right? So for me growing up, my grandfather had very specific guidelines with which, you know, you should stay in in wearing your hair. And those were built upon slavery, you know? They were built upon slavery and he would say things like, oh no, I don't want, you know, I, your hair shouldn't be in plaques because that's, you know, that's slave um, hairstyles and this and that and blah, blah. It's interesting how we all process, right? And even him as a man, right? It's my hair <laughs> or it's, you know, his wife's hair or his daughter, but we, they still have, they feel that they also have such an involvement in it. And while at the same time, it wasn't coming from a negative space. It was coming from him wanting me to always have access to opportunity, right? right. So, and, and being able to present myself within the way that society would accept me so that I could be successful. And so I understand it. I understand the whole thought process, but even still, right? Like we carry that those things and those conversations. We really, I mean, even when we think about the fact that there are legal suits regarding children being able to play sports with their hair in certain styles or conversations about Olympians, for Olympians, right? Like what, we're not talking about what they're doing, but we are focused on their hair. But it is, it's the ties to that specifically in our culture. And really, you know, sometimes for myself, I think about, is it shallow, right? But then at the same time, it's not necessarily shallow because it literally is inbred into our you know, our culture. I was watching a documentary. I got to say it before the end of the episode. <laughs> and this particular documentary was about Palenque in Colombia, the first free town of slaves that escaped, right, in the um, Americas. They talked about how cornrows were used to display maps to get to freedom. So as we learn more and we understand more and we are able to truly identify why our hair is so important, it does make sense to us. It does, it shows that we're going to have a, an emotional attachment to it. And, and it's so important. I, I, you're right. You know, I read that, I saw that, and I saw something else where, you know, even, you know, before getting on the ships for the transatlantic slave trade, you know, mothers would sometimes put brace in cornrows so they would have something to eat and they would have a piece of home. Right. Right. Like, so this hair and our connection with our hair and our connection with our mothers and our hair and this right. very, you know, female centric thing around it. It is much more than just a vanity thing. It is Definitely. really a huge portion of our culture and it is sensitive and it, and, and you don't, I didn't realize how important it was to me until I didn't have it anymore. And, I did it. And that was like a wake up call. Like, this is not something that I should barter away. Right. Like, you know, like I don't blame anybody, you know, cause it was a wedding, but I'm the one who like, I can do this. And now I know I, I can't, I, I don't want to, right. I don't want to change my hair. 
color. If this is me, this is who I am. And it took me having it out to realize how important it was to me. And will it always be bright colors? Maybe not. Right. I might have to do change it for an interview, but it would be my choice because of something I wanted. Right. You know, and not for a day or something. Right. And I think that's where that's where I was really feeling very conflicted was just like, I'm, I changed so much about me for one day, but now I'm still here. Right. Still have this right here. And this is just not who I am. And I shouldn't give that up. Not even for one day. Right. One day. Doesn't and- it feel good to get to that place? Yeah. Like that is really clarity of thought, knowing who you are, knowing, because it's not even about the hair ultimately like it's so much deeper than that whole like experience and thought process in itself I went through a similar experience and one thing that Liz said to me that I'm gonna say to you is sounds like you respect yourself you know (laughs) and I was like you know what you are so right that is finally putting on that clothing you know and even I think as going forward like removing the attachment of it even to your ex, right? Because now this is how how you are powered and energized. So this is, like you said, it's your choice, you know? And I have to remind myself of similar things, like with giving almost even that person that power, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to continue to acknowledge that you've been a part. Yeah, you ignited the change and I'm glad you did. And I'm glad that I like left you right there in the dust. Right. By yourself. So the rest is all me. And that's what I'm also seeing too. This is me. This is who I am. And I am not a shy person. I I like, I like attention. I like walking into a room and people turning and looking at me and I'm not going to shy away from that anymore. And part of that is again, my hair. So with that being said, it's really, really Uh, interesting to see how we move through spaces as survivors are really and all of us can speak about it in some way right like manipulative or abusive behaviors of a partner what we're talking about even when we think about like relating it to slavery relating it to relationships relating it to professional relationships all of these are manipulative right because it's for their gain oftentimes right very um, it's a very patriarchal overlay that i've noticed when when i've been listening right. to both of you. you you know what i mean like the patriarchal aspect the control yes and then the other part is like it becomes abusive because it, it is taken on in a way where you become less of right so like um for the young guy that was and I he's one of many that they wanted to cut his locks you know in order to play in a championship game yes when you said that earlier that was the first thing I thought of yeah you know and what does that say to a person you know and even some I I don't have any direct quotes but when people speak about how what grows out of your head you know if you're saying that it's wrong or just your appearance appearance period you're saying that someone's appearance it's just not in the liking of your eyes. You know, what are you saying to someone? I definitely think that it's something to consider. I'm glad that Rainey's going to be feeling back to herself. 
very soon, switching it up. I can't wait to get my hair done. I'm like counting down the days. Literally every morning I wake up, I'm like, how many days left? <laughs> I have a hairstyle in right now, which I love. I do love passion twists, but my hair is a little too fine for them. They kind of like, my hair loosens within the synthetic hair. So it, to me, like it doesn't look as clean as I want it to. But for those people that have passion twists, you probably understand what I'm saying. But anyways, I probably need to put some mousse on it. All those things definitely took a nap today without a bonnet or a scarf on, which Uh is my fault. But yes, so great combo about hair. Yeah, thank you so much, Rainy, for stopping by. Thank you guys so much for letting me come on and have this experience and talk about this. This was really therapeutic to talk about. Like it's... It's good to verbalize these things that I didn't realize I needed to verbalize. Hell yeah. Good seeing you, girl. You too.